Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Pooche. What's good, everybody? What's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to day nine of Surviving February. Day nine. Well, luckily, it's a Sunday, so generally my vices don't bother me on this day because I go to the house of the Lord. (laughs) But unfortunately, like any other day, it's still hard to avoid my vices. I already have my good cry out, but that's neither here or there. You know, my little sister told me yesterday that I was sensitive. She's 17 years old, 10 years younger than me, and she told me I was sensitive. And I told her, well, we're all sensitive. And then she says, no, we're not. And I said, yes, we are. And if you don't know anybody that's sensitive, or if you don't know anybody that claims to be sensitive about something, if you know somebody who doesn't care about anything, then I suggest you run far away from that motherfucker because they're fucking crazy, okay? We all are sensitive about something. We all care about something. And um, <clears throat> we all are trying to uh, shield ourselves from something to bring us all back to full circle. We all are living six feet under some type of bullshit. So with that being said, uh, oh, let me stop. Let me jump into it. As always, if you're listening to this, please, 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 please. Um, <clears throat> if you're listening to this on the Apple podcast, please uh, subscribe, rate, give your boy five stars. Um, give me a review if you could. And if not, that's cool, man. I ain't tripping. Shit's still therapeutic. Still live in my mom's basement. Still, uh, still drive my 98 Accord. So I'm really just out here, um, just doing this shit because it feels good. But to all of you all who do listen to this, I want to thank you. And, um, I, I want to just say how much I cannot uh, tell you much in words, how much I appreciate this. Um, today's episode was kind of a spur. I had another episode lined up. So if I ever seem if I seem like I'm rambling uh, on this, please forgive me. But um, <laughs> today's episode is a little bit of um, it's going to be a little bit of a uh, how do I say? event session or I, I need you guys' opinions. I need you guys' feedback on this. Um because I'm not necessarily sure how I feel about it. I'm not really sure how I feel. But um I'm going to say today's episode will be surviving my indecisiveness. Is homie hopping cool? Question mark. I don't even know indecisiveness is a word, so I'm going to look that up when I post this. But if it is, cool. If it ain't, hey. But I was brought this question because um, I was recently posed with a dilemma. Um, one of my homies, who obviously will remain nameless, um, informed me that uh, one of his homies uh, had, I don't know, <laughs> kind of broke a uh, guy code kind of broke bro code. I'm not going to lie. He broke bro code. And, and, and it all depends on 
how you feel about bro code, girl code or whatever it is. Um, If you want to stick to that, I can't say that I personally abide by bro code, guy code 100 percent because I'm not going to lie. I'm not as cool as some of you motherfuckers as you may think I am. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Depending on how cool you are with somebody is what the level of a uh, guy code to girl code was. Well, this is what occurred. One of the homies just caught wind that his uh, his ex from about two years ago has been she's been dipping it. She's been dipping it. She's been dipping it and hanging with the mutual dude that we know. And, you know, the homie, uh, he's still a little fucked up about his relationship with his ex, but he's moving on. He's 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 taking down a couple of Nubian nuggets and, you know, going on a couple of dates and stuff. But he still feels a little type of way because, you know, that's what happens, man. Not everybody just gets over their ex that quickly. Um, I know that I struggle with that shit at times. <clears throat> but um, the mutual guy that she's dipping it with, he knew this gentleman, said gentleman, when uh, he was dating the lady. And so he's a little upset because it's like, man, did this motherfucker have his eye on my woman the whole time? Did he was he was he gunning for my lady? Was he just waiting for us to break up? Was he a shark in the in the sea just waiting to attack? And honestly, the answer to all that is yes. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. He knew what he was doing. I mean, at least I, I can't speak for that this person. I don't know this person, but I I find it hard to believe that you didn't find someone attractive when they were in a relationship and then they got out of a relationship and then they, um, you know, decided to get with them. Hey, but that's just me. So, I mean, as always, when someone's venting to me or talking to me about a situation, I start to think to myself, like, have you ever been in this situation before? And if so, how did you respond as to what she asked me? And I looked at him and I said, listen, homie, yeah, I've been in it multiple times, actually. <laughs> I um, I have been very indecisive on where I stand with with said ladies, said Nubian nuggets and um, fucked around and got my feelings hurt because I, you know, was sitting there playing the back scene while somebody else came and scooped up or, you know, maybe that was my lady. And, you know, I, I played it off and. You know, somebody else came in with a slam dunk 361 mil and uh, cracked it. I don't know. But all I do know is from those mistakes, uh, I learned very, very strong life lesson. You got to tell people what you want, y'all. You got to be upfront. You got to be real. If you wants to be with them, you best tell them. If you don't wants to be with them, then hey. I don't know. You better have a contingency plan because uh, some people, man, they don't they don't wait around forever. And uh, I had to learn this the hard way um, on two different occasions that I will show with you guys briefly that, you know what? Things aren't always done on your time. Yo, they are not. You got to figure out what you want out of life before life decides to make a decision for you. And so the first situation I'll break down to you guys. Oh, let me back up real quick. Welcome, family. What's good? Um, today I'll be talking to I'll be talking to the millennials in the the generation after the millennials because I feel like everybody else who's older than me has this comprehension. At least I would hope you have this comprehension to understand. But you know, 
that doesn't mean anything. Everybody sit down. What's up? How you doing, family? Let's let's link. Let's talk. What are we eating today? Actually, my parents are fixing gumbo as me and you speak right now. So after I'm done dropping this knowledge, I'm going to take my ass upstairs and give me something to eat. But uh, so the first time I was hit with a homie hopping scenario, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I, as I've told you guys before, am a little bit of a deviant. I am definitely a slave to the nappy, happy dugout, the P-U-S-S-Y. And uh, I was, actually, let me back that up, I was. As as I work on who I am, I'm just like, hmm, pussy can't be the only hustle. <laughs> but anyways, I once had a... um. Nice young lady. Let's just put it that way. A nice young lady that we will call Samantha. Samantha. Yeah, let's call it Samantha. And I have a homeboy that's name is Jamal. And why Jamal matters, I'll explain that in a second. But I was dipping it with Samantha. She was a nice little young lady. She was cool. She was, she was, um smart she had went to um, a very good college around here and um she and i had uh worked with each other in high school and when we got to college she had dated some guy that i knew and so i kind of backed up and wasn't really talking to her like that it was no big thing it was no big thing and then after first semester college ended just like a lot of y'all's relationships that decided to be dumb enough to take a relationship in from high school to college, <laughs> uh, it ended. Generally, the relationships from high school to college didn't last longer than the first semester. So, yeah, it ended. And, you know, Samantha, you know, remembers your boy and she calls your boy up on some late night tip stuff. And, um, that, you know, your boy was able to occupy some loving from Samantha. That was it. That was cool. It was nothing. I not want to brag on stuff like that because what happens, happens. Nothing great. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't really where the funny part came in with her. She was a very nice young lady, but mm-hmm. she was a little bit more, um, how do I say, um, volunteering freely, openly with Eleven that I realized. So um, when the the winter break was over with, uh, me and her went our separate ways. Nothing much came of it outside of just she and us being friends. And that was it. Fast forward to spring break of 2011. And um, Samantha and I are still cool. We still text. Probably getting a little bit more chummier with each other because uh, we text each other a little bit more often than um, than I would have wanted. But, you know, let's just say I fell into a, a friendship with her. That turned into a like ship. Wouldn't say it was a situation ship because realistically, I was not sleeping with her. I'd only slept with her once. But um, to put everything in perspective, um, Samantha and I were cool people. We were cool friends. She hit me up one night when I was riding around with my boy Jamal, and she was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I was like, nothing much, just riding with my boy Jamal, you know, just doing a thug thistle, about to take him home. And she's like, why don't you guys come over? And I was like, cool, no problem. 
I'll come through. And um, didn't really have a game plan. It just was like, hey, Jamal, come with me, bro. We're going to go to this girl, Samantha's house. She's cool peoples. We've talked, you know, for a little bit off and on for some time. And uh, Samantha meets us outside, and um, she's wearing some shorts, some you say like some booty shorts, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Boy shorts, I guess. I don't know what the fuck to call them. And uh, my boy Jamal sees her in these shorts. And he instantly looks at me and goes, oh, is that you? And I look at him. I'm going, nah, bro. It's not me. It's good. Now, let me pause the story here for all of you listening. When someone says the term, oh, is that you? It has three different meanings, at least as a man. When a man says, oh, is that you? Oh, is that you can mean, oh, is that you? In the sense of, damn, dog, she look good. That's that's you? All right. Uh, Or they can say, oh, is that you? Like, damn, couldn't be mine. I would never. I could never. Like, you you walking around with that? Mm -mm. And the third is... The question, oh, is is that you? Pure question, not aware of what you're asking at all. They're just like, oh, okay, I had no idea. So he asked me, oh, is that you? In the sense of like, yo, is that your woman? Is this, you know, do you all link like that? Do y'all do y'all thing? And being the man that I was, knowing that Samantha was kind of free with the loving and shit like that, I was like, nah, dog, that ain't me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not me. But I'm not gonna lie. That was a little inkling in the back of my head. I, I actually had grown fond of Samantha and actually grown to like her uh, a good bit. And, um, you know, but I, I fucking suck with my emotions sometimes. At least back then, I definitely sucked with the ability of telling people that I liked women because I don't know, I just felt like a punk, but I've already discussed with you guys that type of shit. So I tell him, no, it's not me. And he looks directly in my eyes and he goes, I'm going to fuck her. And I initially think to myself, no, you're not, bro. You're you're not Jamal. You're not going to fuck anybody. Samantha ain't finna get, you know, play dog. Any her type. You don't even, nah, I don't know. Anyways, being the deviants that me and Jamal were at the time, Jamal and I uh, made our way up to Samantha's room. Uh, Samantha's parents uh, were very, very much open-minded, free-minded people. They did not bother wondering who the fuck these two random-ass individuals were in their daughter's room. Shout-outs to them, but not shout-outs to them because I wish my daughter would. I wish my sister would. I, I just wish a motherfucker would. And so... <clears throat> me and Jamal make our way up to Samantha's room. Um, and then, you know, just like any other situation, the alcohol gets busted out and shots are starting to be taken. The liquor's flowing. We're going. Niggas is doing what niggas do. Um, some way, somehow, Jamal, me and Samantha all end up in the same bed. Um, uh, clothes. Let's put it that way. Clothes. And, um, you know, shit starts getting wiggly, bro. Like, shit, you know, we just having conversation. We just having conversation. Let me back that up, actually. And uh, Jamal being the deviant he is. Jamal's my fucking boy, bro. I love Jamal. (laughs) He taught me so much. And, and, hey. (laughs) 
Jamal finally conjures up enough uh, encouragement off the liquid, uh, the liquid inspiration. That's what I call alcohol. And he um, he asked Samantha, like, hey, Samantha, like, yo, um, what's up? And anybody who's ever been in this situation, they know exactly what the words what's up means. So I'm not even going to break that one down for you. Samantha looks at Jamal. She's like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm cool. I'm cool. And uh, let me pause the story, too, because I definitely know I said that there was alcohol being drinking. Everybody in this room was legitimately sober enough to know what the hell was going on. Because I ain't going to incriminate myself and have nobody out here saying I did some crazy shit because I know what type of climate we live in now. Anyways, so we're all to the point where we're like still like in our right mind. And, you know, we continue just talking and talking and talking. And my boy Jamal again, he's like, yo, Samantha was 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 really good. And this time Samantha looks at Jamal. She goes, well, if Unk is with it, obviously Samantha didn't call me Unk. Then I'm with it. At this point, Jamal looks dead at me. He's like, yo, Unk, what's, what's good? I just freeze up. I, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, hey, yo, I don't care. That's what I say. I'm like, I, I'm not tripping. And I just leave it at that. You know, we end up talking about something else. I'm so green, ladies and gentlemen. I, we just continue talking and we're going and um, just chilling in some way, somehow, I end up in a makeout session with Samantha. I don't even know how we get there. We're we're kissing. We're, we're dead ass kissing. And um, in the midst of us kissing, I feel her face press up against my face a little bit. And before I know it, I feel the bed shaking. And before I know it, I look over and my boy Jamal is flat foot out but as naked giving Samantha back shots while I'm kissing her. Needless to say, I was speechless. I froze up like bee rabbit at the beginning of eight mile. Um, it was at that moment. I had two choices. I could have um, partaken and joined in on said fun and got in where I fit in. Um, but I did not, ladies and gentlemen, I did not. I, I froze up. I, um, I, I just laid there. Actually, I stopped kissing Samantha and just laid there and, um, <clears throat> sorry, I can't even get these words out. I'm so weak. <laughs> I just, I just sat back and watched. Yep. <laughs> I just sat back and watched my boy Jamal, uh, go pound town on um on Samantha while I just laid there on some type of Joe from you shit. I just watched a girl I liked get her shit knocked out by another dude. And that may sound weird to y'all. Guess what? It's even weirder when you're there. It's like watching porn in 3D, which makes you realize gross. Shit's weird. So, yeah, that happened. The homie finished. Um, after the homie finished, he got up 
uh, because he was wearing a rubber because that's what we do out here. We wear rubbers. Uh, and he partake, you know, he, he particularly maneuvered himself where he made sure he didn't touch me. I didn't touch him. And um, he went to the bathroom. And that short time of being in the bathroom, washing himself off, Samantha reaches back over to me, uh, proceeds to try to give me a kiss. I'm like, uh, no, thank you. And then like then proceeds to lay on my chest and um, go to sleep as if she's going to cuddle with me. Yeah, dog, she let my boy beat and then thought I was going to cuddle up with her and be like, oh, thanks, babe. Anyways, um, by the time Jamal came out of the bathroom, I was fully dressed because I was laying there in my box. I was fully dressed. I looked at him and was like, bro, it's time to go. She was knocked out sleeping. Um, there was nothing much of anything to be done there anymore. I was like, good, I'm out. Um, the very next day, Samantha text uh, us both and we're like, wow, what a crazy night. You guys are fucking fun. Love to do it again. Hey, Unc, sorry you didn't get your turn, but next time. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward a couple of months later, Samantha and I are talking and she gets a little reckless with me and I have to put her in her place. I'm like, yo, check this out. Don't get smart with me. And she gets smart with me one more time. And then she refers to something, and I don't recall what she referred to, but I remember telling her, Hey, Samantha, check this out. You are just a jump off to me. You mean nothing to me. You know what? Me and Jamal laugh at you. We think you're a joke. And she was like, You, you, you think I'm a joke? You guys aren't my friends? I'm like, No, we're not your fucking friends. Are you crazy? You see, realistically, what happened there, guys, my feelings was hurt. I actually liked Samantha a lot more than I realized. But after what occurred with my homie, there was no way me and Samantha could ever be more than anything. But you know what? I don't blame Samantha and I don't blame Jamal because I allowed that to occur. If I didn't want that to occur, if I wasn't comfortable with that occurring, when Jamal asked me, is that you? I should have done the righteous thing. And said, hey, bro, it's not me, but I'm feeling her. So score one for Jamal for going for the win. Score one for Samantha for having that experience. Score zero for me for not opening my fucking mouth. For me being indecisive. The second story that I had, because I told you guys I had this happen twice to me. I know you're thinking, damn, huh? What the fuck is wrong with you? We be dating. Yeah, I asked myself the same fucking question. <laughs> the second time this happened to me, um, it didn't directly happen to me as if it happened the first time. It happened differently. And um, <sighs> this time I felt a little bit more inclined because this was actually my girlfriend. And so I was actually more uncomfortable with the scenario. But hey, you know, what do you do, right? I guess I can't be as upset because she wasn't my girlfriend at the time, but I knew the dude. So, hey, my college girlfriend and I remember that toxic ass relationship I told y'all about. Well, we were broken up once and she took it upon herself or at least the way she portrays it uh, was pursued by a mutual homie, a dude that knew me and knew her. 
Um, he knew me probably a little bit less than he knew her. So let's say he was more on her friend group side, but he and I had had a a whole bunch of conversations. So we knew each other on first name basis and shaking each other's hand had been the same parties and functions with each other and things like that. And, uh, anyways, um, my ex-girlfriend from college, she and I had broken up been broken up for like maybe a a month or so and gotten back together and um she maybe just trying to be messy uh lent out to me to inform me that uh, a dude will call him we'll call him dre a dude named dre who was friends with me and her had pursued her has sent out dick pics and and um he had asked her to go on dates and stuff like that Basically, she put it in the court as if he was the one who had made all the moves and things like that. And my only disturbing factor with that was, is that Dre knew that was my woman or she was my woman off and on. But he pursued her under the notion that she told him that they were no longer that we were no longer together. And. Call me egotistical, call me self-centered whatever you may want to call me. But this is what blew my mind about that situation. Dre, if he was a real guy code, a G code or whatever code type individual, I feel like he could have addressed me on the subject matter. And I know that's very, very silly of me to think of now. Thinking back to it then, I was just like, bro, if we were as cool as I thought we were, you would have addressed me about her and asked like, hey, she are you no longer fucking with her? Got the clearance from me, you know, that oh, is it you? And then pursued, said nappy, happy dugout, and then went on about his day, you know what I'm saying? And, and would have been cleared. But the fact that he went off just her word and then pursued kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it made me feel as though I don't, I don't know, man. She could be lying. So when when me and college girlfriend got back together and she told me this information, why she told me, I have no idea. But when she told me this information, I took it to him. I took it straight to him. I I, I felt like it was only the right thing to do. I was like, hey, yo, uh, Dre, let me holler at you, boy. And uh, he got at me and I was like, bro, um, I was informed that... Um, you know, you was trying to get at my lady, you know, what, what's up with that? And he was just like, nah, dog, she she was like, y'all ain't together, y'all ain't been together, X, Y, and Z, y'all not fucking with each other. And I was like, okay, okay, I can respect that. And I told him, I was like, listen, man, I listen, I understand, dog, a kill is a kill. We all out here want to get the thrill of a kill, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I would appreciate you at least approaching me about this situation first before you just try to knock down you know something that I used to date someone I used to date something I used to date listen, listen to that toxicity um only based off the the merit of like yo I I could be actually still wanting to be with her or still actually with her and she's lying to you you know what I'm saying so that was my quarrel with him on that Everything else outside, I was like, I get it. I understand. You know, you got to you gotta get your rocks off, baby. You got to do what you got to do. 
But uh, he took it very um, gentlemanlike. We took it both gentlemanlike. We've spoken multiple times since that situation. And, um, you know, it was just one of those things where it was like, all right, I understand. Like, you know what? You know, you weren't out of line. I wasn't out of line. Can we just make sure that, you know, you're going to cross a line like that? At least holler at me first. And maybe I was wrong. What do y'all think about that? Should I have not expected him to stay true to the, the G code, the guy code? Uh, the bro code, or should I, since he knew my name, should I have expected more from him? I don't know. I honestly don't fucking know. But hey, with that being said, I will say this. Like I said once before, you can't be indecisive, yo. You can't sit around and think that people are going to wait for you and um, think that they will uh, just wait till you get your shit figured out when it comes down to interacting with folks on a love-based level. If you want something, go for it. But if you can't necessarily get off the... You know what? I'll tell you guys like this. As that old saying goes, you know, don't big dogs get off the porch, little dogs sit on them. Or as one OG once told me... um, they pointed to the field and said, that's what big dogs shit. And they pointed on the porch and they said, this will a dog sit. Um, you have to understand that this thing in life doesn't slow down for you just because you're not ready for it. And so with that, y'all, I would just say, um, <laughs> man, don't be out here denying your interest because motherfuckers will be coming up to swoop up your, your, um, your indecisive decisions with the quickness. And um, you can't be upset with them about that. Anyways, guys, um, thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Pooche. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please allow the peace within you to kill the evil that is trying to come out of you. And until next time, y'all. I'm out.